The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on a break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, July 27th, 2018, season 14, episode number 14. Welcome to the newest edition of The Break Live from Oxnard, California. I'm here with Nick Eatman and Amber Garcia and Dave Hellman, and we're going to talk some Cowboys football here with you guys for the next hour and a lot to talk about. Cowboys uh, get out there and start practicing yesterday. Not in pads yet, just a little bit of uh, shorts and T-shirt. They'll do that again today and then tomorrow. They'll crank it up a notch. They'll put on the pads, and uh, that's when camp really gets rolling. Uh, how's everybody doing this morning? We're good? I think we're doing well. I thought I was hosting today, Derek. Oh, yeah. You were, and then you didn't show up until <laughs> five minutes before we were going on. So I wow, was it was 20. It was 20. I'm sorry, yeah. So you'll be hosting. Uh, oh. No, would that be Monday? Yeah, maybe maybe oh, Monday or Tuesday. How about that? Well, I feel like this is going to be a perpetual kind of like, well, maybe tomorrow, you know? No, uh, she's going to be hosting tomorrow. She's going she's <laughs> to be hosting. Maybe Trust tomorrow. me, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Maybe the first time you bail on us for some meeting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's happening. That's going to happen yeah. for that's sure. Gonna happen. I, that's going to happen maybe next week. There we sometime, go. So. Cool. There yeah. we go. All right, so um, what I wanted to do today, there are a lot of different things I want to get into. Um, the first thing I'm going to do and uh, is is I want to take some time, and we're going to do this at, at every uh, show during training camp, but I want to take some time to allow each of you guys to give me one observation. Uh, something you saw yesterday, it could be a player, it could be a position group, it could be a particular play, just something that you noticed yesterday that stood out to you. The whole idea is we want to give these fans an opportunity to feel like they're out here at camp and get as many different thoughts on what's happening out here um, as possible. So let's start with you, Nick. Give yeah. me one observation from yesterday. Well, they, they serve turkey legs. I mean, that, 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 that <laughs> you have to start. How can you not start with turkey that? Turkey legs. I mean, they, they're yelling out water, Gatorade, turkey legs. You come to training camp, you can get a turkey leg. I don't know what else you can they, they have to eat, but definitely. All these all my years in America, I never tried a turkey leg. Ever? You're missing Ever. out. You know what you need to do? You it need just to looks go, too messy. You need to go to, really the, to the Texas State Fair. Says the girl the who loves fair. ribs. Like, who cares? <laughs> okay. You have to go to State Fair of Texas and get your turkey leg there. That's the best turkey leg in the state. All right. Honestly. I, uh, let's switch. <laughs> Back to football. Let me switch animals here. Okay. Honestly, mine is, is really not a turkey. It's a goat. Hmm? Jeff Heath. Oh. Jeff Heath is going to be really good this year. I don't know who's going to play next to him. Maybe Xavier Woods. Maybe someone else. Jeff Heath, though, I a couple of things. And I was watching the defensive backs. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I kept hearing this somebody yelling, and and I didn't know exactly who it is. And it was Jeff, and which is shocking because like you never really heard him talk at all and he doesn't really get to a high level but but you could just see and maybe it was just 10 minutes or so you could really see a command in that and that uh defensive backfield and we're we're talking about who's going to be the leader back there a vocal leader i don't know if it was just coincidence but i definitely saw some of that and you could see the way he's moving he's kind of smooth i'm telling you jeff heath not a a lot of fans loved him before I think they're really gonna gonna change their tune if they haven't already. Amber, me. Something that I liked from yesterday was Jalen Smith and seeing his progress since last year. One of the things that I was concerned about last year were his instincts. You know, the way he he takes off and it was kind of just too rushed, like not really knowing where he's going. He just takes off. Now this year, 
watching him, he takes a little more time to think about it before taking off. And you can see how he's becoming more confident in his movements. Instead of just taking off and figuring it out, he just now, okay, let me take a second, follow this guy, and then take off. How do you think he's running? Because that's always, like last year, you could see there was, like it, wasn't, it wasn't yes. the fluid motion he that you want. He looks more smooth. Okay. In his movement and also the whole lateral movement, I think it has been, it just keeps improving. Yeah. Okay. Dave. Oh. My number one impression after a practice that wasn't really a practice is a guy that didn't practice, which works. Randy Gregory. My guy looks slim and trim. My guy looks ready to go. I took a picture of him on my Twitter account. Like, he doesn't look like a guy that's been away from football for 18 months. Like, it's very obvious just looking at him. Jason Garrett said on Wednesday that he weighs 242. He looks like it. He looks like, uh, and you know, he's does still he ever look chunky? No, but I think like there's a difference between. I mean, like if he hadn't been getting ready, I think it would show. Just, like you can, but he looks good. He looks like he's ready to play football. Obviously, there's a big difference between conditioning and playing football. But when they finally let him out there, I don't think it's going to take him that long to acclimate. It looks like he's been working really hard. It's like when uh, David Irving came back during the whole mini camp. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was working oh. up to the side, and it you can see possible. he was struggling, it just running. It is possible to notice <laughs> the yeah. guy is not in condition. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. But And my thing on Gregory is, and I think this has been kind of a knock on him, is that he had a hard time gaining weight. You know, they, they actually wanted him to put on a few more pounds. To, to be not so lean, to actually, to, you know, to not just be a guy that says, well, he has to rush the passer because he's not going to be able to stop the run. So, you know, to be an every down player, I think he needed to put on more weight. So we'll, we'll see. But, you know, but freaks are freaks. I mean, they, they, they can play. Freaks come out here tonight. Sorry. Yeah. Well, he came out yesterday afternoon. Yeah, today. All right. Yep. Um, speaking of uh, slim freak. and trim, actually my observation is another guy that looks <sighs> no. pretty slim and trim to me anyway, oh. Zeke Elliott. Um, he looks really? like he, yeah, he does. I, I mean, Dave and I, Dave was walking with me, and we saw him walking, and he's just kind of walking with his shirt off, just kind of chilling. And it was like, that, that ain't the same Zeke that, that was more like the Zeke that came out of college that wore the midriffs. Uh-huh. It was more of that than it was the Zeke that last year people were like, man, he looks like he Does might Does he be not seem like the type of person, the type of body that just kind of, his weight fluctuates Maybe a little so. bit, you know, like. Maybe so. And to be honest with you, I wasn't one of those people that really got caught up on last year when people said he looked a little bit out of shape. I'm more concerned about how he looks when he's running. And when he was out here running yesterday and he was doing drills, he looked pretty nifty, looked pretty light on his feet. Um, so I thought, uh, all in all, I think he's looking really good here coming into camp. Go find yeah. the, the Twitter fingers out there will tell you that he still looks kind of chunky. And there's no doubt about it. He's bigger than he was when he was a rookie. He doesn't. He doesn't look out of shape. No, to no, me. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm agreeing with yeah. you. He, like, yeah, he looks bigger than he did when he was a rookie because he has yoked himself up. Yes, honestly, right. Zeke to me looks like a guy who knows he's going to be facing nine man fronts at least and going to get the ball a lot. But yeah, he looks like he's ready to touch the ball 500 times yeah. if well, need be. A, a lot of times, the perception of that it can just it's just your face. You know, he's got a big head. He's got a beard that's kind of you know, scruffy, face, yeah. you know and and you you look at that and you could say well you know maybe he's a little bit bigger but i mean that's never stopped anyone from from getting you know you don't get tackled from behind because yeah. you got a big face i don't think no he's built like an nfl running back now i think he's he looks like to me he <laughs> looks like he's in great shape to run the ball built like a linebacker yeah. like i mean yeah and i mean it in a good way right. i'm like he looks like he's ready 
He knows what he knows what's coming is what it looks like. All right, let's talk a little bit, Dave. You mentioned Randy Gregory. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about where he is right now. Yesterday, um, he's, uh, Coach he's Marinelli. Over, he's over. That, oh, this is me being Nick right now. Sorry. He's like <laughs> he's, he's over there in the hotel. He's just probably having meetings or something. Getting ready for walkthrough. Sorry. No. No. Just fell flat. That's a uh, Hispanic. Would, yeah. I probably, I probably would do that. It's what fine. was it? Uh, what are, what are those animals called? Crickets. That, crickets. Yeah. Oh, crickets. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. <laughs> crickets. I got it. <laughs> I got it. I did not get it. All right. Um, but talking about Randy Gregory, uh, Rod Marinelli yesterday, he says that there are a lot of people around here. Everyone that are rooting, bites the dust sometimes. That, that are rooting for Randy. Um, as we all know, obviously there were teammates that spoke up on his behalf to the league in order to get him back. Um, and it seems like everybody's very happy to have him back out here, and everybody's really rooting for him, genuinely rooting for him, uh, genuinely rooting for yeah. him to be successful this year. Talk to me about where he is right now, what he's doing, when we can expect to see him on the field. Shoot, there was so much rooting for him that now I'm rooting for him, and that <laughs> that's a whole flip for me. But just hearing everyone, the way, like, Coach Marinelli speaking uh -huh. about him, why are you shaking your head? I'm not. Go. Oh. Keep going. Uh, the way Mary Nelly was speaking about him, it just makes you think, okay, obviously they know him better than we do. So the fact that he has Mary Nelly backing him up that much has to tell you something. I don't have the slightest idea when he's going to be ready to go. Honest, I mean, you know, you know Jason Garrett. He's going to be day by day. I think the fact that he's out here, you know, not just like running and doing the conditioning stuff, but, they, you know, they had him going around the hula hoop, and do the getting low, bending the corner something that they like pass rushers to do the fact he's already doing some of that like i said like he doesn't look like a guy who's going to need a ton of time to acclimate is he doing any position drills at this point because obviously no. working at the team that's going to be a while but is he is he's he only working with the trainers he's with i mean you know during practice yesterday he was with the pass rushers he was kind of helping out like holding the oven mitts for them to slap and stuff like that nothing nothing real which right. you know like that that's going to be on their schedule um it, it could be a week i i would be I'd be surprised if it takes him too long, you know, because he looks like he's done his part in terms of getting in shape. And so I get it. You want to be you want to be deliberate to quote Jason Garrett, not careful, which really just means careful. But um, <laughs> so I'm sure they're going to be careful with him. But like I said, he, he doesn't look like he's going to need a ton of time. So we'll see what they decide to do. Are your expectations that you'll get much out of Randy Gregory this year or is this a, a long term look at this thing? I don't like I said this on, you know, like the day we got here is like how somebody was like, what are your realistic expectations for Randy Gregory? And like if we're talking realistic, I don't know how you put it beyond like just making the team and getting onto the field. You know, I mean, yeah, he is definitely a freak. But how are you going to how are you going to put a 10 sack expectation on a guy who hasn't played in two years and right. call that realistic? You yeah. know, like I think a realistic expectation is that he's on the 53 and gets a jersey on game day. I mean, and he's, we'll go from there. He's got to be – he can't just be a one-trick pony. He can't because it, there's not a lot of third and 15 situations, third and nine, because you get into third and seven, you put him on the field, and if he's a guy that just wants to get sacks and, and, and get numbers, then I'm going to run right at him. I'm going to run the ball right at him and see what happens or let him come up the field and then just run right past him. As, as great as Dwight Freeney and those and Mathis were, were for the Colts for so many years, you could run the ball on them because that's all they wanted to do was get sacks. 
You know, so I, he can't just be a guy that goes out there and, and looking for, for for numbers. He's going to have to be a guy that that can play and, and and you know and stop the run and do all those kinds of things. So it'll be interesting to see just how he develops here at camp. We're going to take phone calls throughout the show. You guys give us a phone, give us a call. The number is nine seven two four nine seven forty four hundred. It again is is nine seven two four nine seven forty four hundred. We'll take questions uh, when you guys call us. Um, and I want to get into, actually, we're going to, before we get, or we're going to head into a break, I'll set up the next segment before we do, though. Uh, I want to talk a little bit big picture. We're heading into the second day of, of practices. Um, it's the day before they're going to start with pads. Starting next week, we're going to dive a little more into position groups. But looking big picture at this team, I want to talk a little bit about what we think are the biggest strengths of this team, which I think, I'm not positive, but I think most of us will agree on what we think is the biggest strength. However, then I want to talk a little bit about what are the challenges. What are the things that this team right now uh, faces things that this team has challenges? Because you look across the NFL, I was thinking about this this morning, you look across the NFL and really even in just the uh, the NFC, there are a ton of really, really good teams. There we are think, tons. We think. Yeah, we think. Yeah. Uh, there t- there, and I should put it like this. There are a lot of teams that on paper have a ton of talent. You look at a team like Atlanta, they look stacked, right? Yeah. And, and you look at teams like Green Bay that always are going to yeah. be good because they got Aaron Rodgers. And you look at the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, and you look at the New York Giants. There are a ton of teams in the NFC that look really, really good on paper. So the Cowboys are going to have to do some things right. Yeah. So let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about what we think are their biggest, great, their greatest assets and what the greatest challenges are. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. (laughs) So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second break, the second segment of the show, the break. Welcome. We appreciate you guys taking some time with us today. We're in Oxnard, California, talking Cowboys football. Uh, we're taking phone calls throughout the show, 972-497-4400. Again, it is 
4400 uh, where we'll take your calls. We're going to talk a little bit about the Cowboys' greatest assets and their greatest weaknesses. But before we do, we do have one phone call we'll jump on. This is Nick in Indiana. Nick, what up? Hey, Nick in Fort Wayne, home of Jalen Smith and Anthony Spencer. Hey, what's up? Call. Awesome. What you got? <laughs> my, uh, my, my, I guess my question is about the opening kickoff and Garrett's philosophy with his offensive-minded. We want the ball. We want to score. Last year, the Cowboys got the ball 14 times to start the game, and they scored one offensive touchdown in 14 tries. You flip that and look at the opponent that got the second-half kickoff against us, they scored a touchdown six times coming out of halftime. And my... I guess my argument against it is just as a player, when I played, I was amped up to start the game. The crowd was amped up. The defense was amped up. Everybody was amped up. Coming out of halftime, the crowd's still at the concession stands. <laughs> um, you know, you're not as amped up, and you're kind of in the game flow. You know what's going on. I, I just think as an offensive-minded coach, I, I understand that he wants the ball. We want to score. But when you get 14 tries and you only score one touchdown, do you think you need to inspect and adapt against your offensive philosophy? And I'd, I'd just like to get your guys' opinion on that. If I'm crazy, then I'm, I'm crazy. But you're definitely not. That's crazy. just kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. You're oh, you're you're kind of yeah. preaching to the yeah. choir on this. I remember. I'll we, let you guys talk oh, about it. We talked about this every Monday. Every, last every year, Monday. Which you're right. And I'll you know in 2016 they did the same thing and it worked and it was great and I love being aggressive. It was awesome. Like read the room though, which I think that's <laughs> that. No, seriously, like that's it's true. That's the balance though. Is like well. You want to show your offense you believe in them and you be aggressive, but they never do it. So probably around midseason, maybe you should switch it up because yeah. there were at least at least like four games where that noticeably bit them in the butt, like noticeably. In the third quarter, like it doesn't matter if you're up by 10, if you're up by three, if it's tied, if you're down by 14. In every scenario, you feel more comfortable that you've got the football. You can either pad this lead, you can take control, or you can get back in the game quickly because you've got the ball. I just don't understand it all. Everything that caller said was right about the crowd and all that stuff. I mean, halftime's 12 minutes long. No one's back in their seat, and you just take the ball and you go down and score. It happens every time. I think it's just stubborn and idiotic, honestly, to keep doing it the way they did it. I, I will – I will Makes say, no sense. like I said, in 2016, when there is a boatload of data to prove that this works, you can talk me into it. But, yeah, read the room. Like, it wasn't working, and I, it baffled and frustrated me that they just kept just hammering that wall for no reason. I and thought it was dumb. The thing for me is you have a young quarterback. If you have an opportunity to let that young quarterback see what the other team is doing throughout the first half and then come out of the, out of the break – being able to say, here's what we're seeing, what are you seeing, okay, here's how we're going to adjust to that. So when we come out for this first possession coming out of halftime, let's make sure we can get a score. You give your, your young quarterback a better opportunity, in my opinion, if you're going to say either you do it at the beginning of the game or the beginning of the second, of the, yeah. of the second half, you give him a better chance to be successful because you at least know what they're trying to do to What you. I'm curious is if, if, if Garrett was a college coach, and I'll let you guys be college coaches, and the game is tied, we're going to overtime now, okay? What would what do you want to do in overtime with those rules? In overtime in college, what do you like? Do you like to be on offense first or second? Defense first. Why? Because I want to see what I have to match. Right, and that's what everyone else does too. Like it's the same type of thing. I want to see what I need to do. I mean, like, it, it, what if you're down? What if you're down 21 points at halftime here? 
I mean, I think you're going to probably get the ball and try to do something a little bit different with it. So I, it just makes it makes no sense. Now, honestly, truth be told, I like to be on offense first, but I think I'm one of one percent that like uh, in overtime in, in overtime for college. That is crazy to me. Yeah, yeah it's crazy to me too. No, not really, because I'm going four downs anyways. Because you got to score a touchdown. You got to go score a touchdown. So I know what I need to do. I need to score a touchdown. Not if you have a good defense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you had if you had a great defense, probably wouldn't be in overtime. That's simplistic. <laughs> but. Uh, I, yeah, I, hey, I just that's probably the most we've ever agreed with a caller. Way to go. No, that was a great call. Great call. All right. Let's uh, let's jump into our big topic for the day. As I said before that we went to the break, um, I wanted to take a big picture look at this thing. And I, I really want to talk about it from the standpoint of what the greatest asset of the team is and then also what we think is the biggest concern. I will take a stab at the fact that I think the greatest asset of this team is the running game. A stab. Everybody agree? A stab, yes. Yeah. All right, Real good. Everybody went, agrees. Went out on a limb there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's any question. It, there's nothing that this team does better than run the ball. Yep. So uh, I think that's pretty clear. So let's go down the line, though. I want to start first with Dave. Tell me what you think is the greatest challenge as we sit today for this team heading into the 2018 season. Oh, man. Uh, the greatest challenge facing this team is – a acceptable number of unproven's proving themselves. I, like, ba I mean, this whole season is predicated on <laughs> hoping that something we haven't seen is going to work out, right? I mean, like we've yeah. we've covered the receivers; we know all about that. The tight ends go in there too, uh, and then you know your your holes on defense. We we talked about D tackle and safety uh, yesterday on the show, and and honestly, I mean, they looked good. They looked good down the stretch. That's totally fair, but. You cannot sit here right now and tell me that your your corners are these proven commodities either. You, it's you're optimistic. It's fair to say you feel good about it, but you're not being truthful if you're say like Cheeto, Jordan, and Byron are lockdown corners. You don't know that. Uh, so wait, like the majority of those guys have to prove themselves for this season to be successful. Your receivers have to prove that they can do it. Your defend, you know, and we, we don't know that right now. So that's what I would say, Amber. That, not to copy, but that's exactly my answer as well. Just the unknown. So many guys that we don't know what's going to happen. And the coaching staff, you know, the new changes that happen within the coaching, we don't know. But that could be something that works to their advantage. It's like one of, I don't know the right word for that, where it's something that it could go either way, where they could really struggle. Or it could work to their advantage to where now other teams don't even know what the Cowboys are doing anymore. Last year, other teams had the Cowboys pretty figured out. Now they don't. So maybe it's something that they can take advantage of it. We'll see. But I would say that's the biggest challenge, just the whole unknown with all these young guys coming in. What What is this specific question again? Greatest challenge for the Cowboys entering the 2018 season. I, you know, I think it's, it's Dak being a great player. I think he's been a good player he was a great surprise as a rookie and he was a he really really had a a phenomenal rookie season uh obviously there was a little bit of a setback or a lot of a setback but they're asking him to be great they're asking him this year to to be a great player and uh, they're taking some of the weapons away they're trying to you know tailor it just to him and for him he's gonna have to take that step they're putting the eggs in his basket to be a great player and i think he can be but if he's not then I don't know if this team's going to be that good. I mean, I really don't. He's got to be great. I think. I think that. What happens then? 
Um, if he's not great. Yeah. I mean, the team, as of right now, has done everything they can yeah. to cater to him. Now, is this the year after this year? Let's say he doesn't do great. What happens? I, uh, different, different answers here. If they're shockingly, let's go on a limb and say they're like eight and eight, nine and seven. Let's just say they finish there, and he's not that great. It's going to be. It's not an easy choice there. If 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 he's not great and the team's not good and they're sitting at five and eleven and they're picking seventh overall, then I think you you, you know you you can probably say all right they're gonna you know gonna have a new coach I'm sure and they'll have a new quarterback and all that stuff. But if he's if they're in the middle of the pack and it's kind of iffy on whether he's really good or not or going to be good with a different system, you know I I I don't know. That's a good question. I I don't know. I I. I for the most part I agree with you. I think you know, I don't know. I don't want to speak for y'all, but like right now if you had to guess, you'd say the Cowboys probably aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. Is that fair? Yeah. You don't think so? Yeah. Uh I mean, okay. I, I, I mean, odds I are odds are not with them. Okay. No, odds are not anything with is okay. possible, guys. You're odds right. not with you're, you're absolutely yes, right. Anything is okay. possible, but odds are not let, with. Let me let me yeah. let me further that point. If the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, Dak Prescott needs to be great. If the Cowboys are just going to be a pretty good team that's in the playoff hunt, I don't necessarily think that's true because, again, I ugh, hate that phrase, yeah. Dak friendly, but the team is designed to help him out as much as possible. you got your running game, you got your offensive line, and I think Dak has established a pretty firm baseline of what to expect. I mean, all things being equal, he's probably going to be in the low 3,000 yards, a little bit over 60%. He's going to limit the mistakes. I mean, that's what we've seen from him in 16 games in 2016 and then, you know, 10 games before Man. the whole team fell apart in 2017. He's capable of consistently playing at a pretty good level, and the team wins more often than they don't when he plays that way. To Nick's point, if they're going to, like, cross that border from being a competitor in the NFC to being, you know, a good-slash-dominant team, he's going to have to pick that level of play up. You know, I'm really tired of hearing people say it. And I, I was on a show with two days ago, three days ago with, with Mickey. Mickey says it all the time. You just got to get Beasley back to 2016. Got to get Dak back to 2016. That doesn't matter anymore because the because in 17, the coordinators figured it out. It doesn't matter. I'll argue with anyone all day long. You know, is he going to have that sophomore slump? That's what people kept asking about Dak. Call it a slump or whatever, but they figured it that out it was a chess match and they won but let me ask you they this. won last year did i don't care about zeke being out six games because what about the other 10 for beasley what about the other 10 for dak like they 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 figured him out and they figured des out and they said dak to des we'll take our chances and but it was a 50 50 ball every time it left his arm but what outside you, uh, go, go ahead, ahead sorry. No, well wouldn't i sorry <laughs> and and again i get it it's excuse-making to a degree, but in the games where they had Zeke, Dak played just as well as right. he did the year before. That's my point. He was on a Pro Bowl pace, bef literally, before his team fell apart. Tyron was out or injured. Zeke got hurt. Or, excuse me, Zeke got suspended. Uh, but go back. I mean, I remember arguing with people online, like, up until early November, up until, you know, right around the Chiefs game, Dak's stats compared very favorably to Carson Wentz's. Yeah. They right. really did. You can go look at it if Outside you Outside of the to. Denver game, that team, that offense played pretty well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It played pretty well. So that's – but, again, but – For the sake of the argument, one of the things that a lot of people tweet about in regards to Dak is like, okay, any other quarterback – could have been just as good behind that kind of offense O line, you know? Oh, absolutely. So no, I mean, 
Wrong. What? Wrong, because those people did not watch 2015. <laughs> because in 2015, well, Ke- Matt true. Castle and Kellen true. Moore and those guys, it's the, same, it's the same argument about the Barry Sanders, Emmett yeah. Smith Very stuff. True. I always hate that one. Anyone could have run behind that line. Not true, because they didn't. They lost without Emmett. And they lost in 2015 without Romo. And, you know, and, and I credit Dak. And I, and I like Dak. And this isn't about me not liking him. Yeah. I just think he's got to take it to another level. I think last year was a chess match. I think the defensive coordinators kind of figured it out. And and I think there was other issues going on. I think Dak felt pressure to had to throw it to Dez. Had no. to throw it to Dez, had to throw it to Dez. That's gone now. I think he was a little shell-shocked, too, after that Atlanta game. I don't think he looked the same after that Atlanta game uh, for much of the rest of that season. But, again, who would? All, <laughs> who would? But also, when you think about how that, the rest of that season my, played you out. You think my head's on a swivel. How about his? He, he didn't have his running back. He didn't have his left tackle. You know, there were a lot of things that yeah. fell apart on this young quarterback that, to me, were more of what happened to him last year than saying that somebody right. figured him out. I think it was just a lot of other factors that played in. Well, it's, it's totally fair to criticize him. It's it's what we do. Right. we got, we got to fill airspace, if nothing else. I have next to no doubt in my mind that Dak Prescott's going to look more like the guy from September to November than the guy that came after I that. Like, I spend very little time worrying about I that. I actually agree. I agree with that. I really do. I just think this year they've, they've taken some of the, the familiar weapons away. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not. Which Maybe it's going to open them up a little bit the more. Thing, the thing, and the thing, to go back to my point, the thing that, I, that does concern me, y'all tell me if you agree with this, I can easily see a future – where, like, Michael Gallup is the next young star and people are buying up his jerseys and Alan Hearns has nine touchdowns and people love him and everything's hunky-dory, I can also very easily see a future where everybody sucks and when the mock drafts start coming out, every single one of them's like, well, obviously it's got to be wide receiver. The Cowboys yeah. don't have anything in that department. Like, I can see both clearly. I think they're both possible. Yeah. So that's what? that's what I keep going back to. I'm not – worried about the quarterback I am curious if his targets are as good as they think they are right now okay I want to throw a couple other options at you guys of things that I think can be big challenges for this team first thing I'll talk about is and these two things kind of go together uh, but I think that we've seen in the NFL teams have success when they are run heavy run first kind of teams typically when that works though you have to have a really dominant defense that goes along with it. You look at the Seattle Seahawks of the last several years. You look at even the Rams last year. I think they were a run-heavy team that had kind of okay wide receivers, but by and large it was the fact that they had a great defense combined with a really great run game. Cowboys have, as we talked about, their greatest asset is their run game. question is, is that defense good enough to be able to get the stops? Because here's the problem. If they can't, then it's going to put the Cowboys offense in situations where they have to score big and score quick. And I don't know if they have those kinds of weapons right now. They don't have that kind of, or at least we haven't seen yet, whether they have that kind of dominant receiving threat that's going to get open deep or be able to catch a ball short and be able to take it the distance. Do they have that kind of passing game? I think that's one of the biggest challenges this team will have to face. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, and that kind of, I mean, it goes back to my point from the beginning, which is there's a lot to feel good and optimistic about. There's not a lot in the way of proven playmakers. That's been a theme for this defense for forever. I mean, you know you got Sean Lee. Hopefully he can play 14 or more games. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence broke out last year. Hopefully he can maintain that with defenses focusing on him. And then you're just kind of hoping. You're, you're hoping Jalen Smith takes the next step. There's reason to think he will. You're hoping Leighton Van Der Esch plays like a first-round pick. be great if Randy Gregory could come back and play like the guy who has top 15 talent, but – 
right now, I, yeah. you're lying to yourself if you're saying you know any of that's going to happen. Right. It goes back to Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, you know, you, you couldn't – you couldn't see that. He really hadn't shown a, a Which lot. We were not talking about. I mean, yeah, so nobody some, saw that. Come. So somebody's no. gonna do it. Somebody's somebody's gonna be that guy. You just hope Demarcus does it again. Yeah. You hope you don't have somebody that just breaks out and says, "Oh, he's got seven interceptions," but then Demarcus Lawrence has two sacks, and you know he, you're going up, up and down here. I mean, but it, it's it's across the league too. I mean, there's no way that anybody that was picking last year's games thought, well. I bet you Mark Ingram and, and Alvin Kamara are, you know, are, sure. are going to yeah. be the, this one-two Pro Bowl punch, and that'll help Drew Brees, and you know, and and, and now they're going to win eleven games. I mean, you don't ever see it. You said it before we went to break. There's a look at all these teams in the NFC. You named like five teams or whatever. One of them's going to pick in the top five next year. No yeah. doubt about it. We the don't NFL, know who. That's how the NFL works. Right? This team, yeah. you know, it might be. It's going to yeah. be a fun year if it is. All right, Oof. so guys, there were we put this out on our our Thanksgiving fan draft show. It won't be. It won't be. <laughs> we put this fun. question out on our fan pulse on our mobile app, and uh, can you guys guess? There were four answers that we gave. We gave uh, Dak being the, being great. Uh, we said unproven players stepping up, uh, the ability to score quick, and defense getting enough stops. Which do you think fans are saying right now is the the biggest challenge for this team? Whatever was listed first. I bet it's Dak. Whatever was listed first. <laughs> Contrary, my friends, Dak really? is third. Oh, wow. Right now, and, and for you guys out there that don't know what we're talking about, go to our mobile app. What was listed you can first? check out uh, if you go in and, and click on to Cowboys Break, you'll see that there's a, a thing called Fan Feedback, Fan Pulse, uh, where the question's there and you can vote. But unproven players stepping up, number one. Number two, uh, defense getting enough stops at 28%. Number three, Dak being great at 19%, and only 9%. Uh, with ability to score quick. Was that the last one on the thing? No. They were all mixed up. Okay. The first one was second, <laughs> and the uh, second one was fourth, so they were all over. Okay, That's, good. I mean, good I, I expected people, you know, the quarterback gets the, the criticism and the credit all the time, but it's, it's. I mean. But he's got the jerseys out here. The fans love him. No. That, the what, fans love I mean, no. He's a fan favorite. Some, a lot of the fans. The thing about having 50, 100 million fans yeah. is that a lot of people love him and hate him. That's just. Same hey, true. Same yeah. with Tony. Yeah, I was going to say, know. Tony Romo's like, yeah, welcome to the show, kid. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 crazy. You know, I mean, you can conceivably talk me into this being like a 12-win team, and you can conceivably talk me into them being a 5-win team. Like, mm -hmm. we just don't know right now. Yep. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, Amber's got a special edition of See or No for us. Uh, so we'll get to answer some questions that Amber has lined up. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.comslash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to the break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from Oxnard, California. It's sunny Oxnard, California. It's a beautiful day out here. Um, so we're talking Cowboys football. We're talking about Cowboys' greatest assets, Cowboys' greatest challenges. Uh, we still see that poll continuing to move up and down here, but unproven player stepping up continues to be number one among the fans. That's what they are thinking on our fan pulse uh, on our mobile app. Dave, why don't you take this thing away? Yeah, well, no, I, yeah. Derek, I just wanted to point out to you that, yeah. you know, we're here at training camp for like 26 days. It's weirdly, it's enough time to actually put your clothes into the dresser that's in your hotel room, which like you never do when you're just there for a night. But Not true. You're weird. I never do that. Uh, but I'm that does not surprise. I'm me. rifling through my underwear drawer this morning, and uh, you know it's 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 beautiful out here. We spend the whole day outside, and I grabbed like my cotton hanes that you bought me a few years ago that I still have. Christ. And I why would you still have those? Well, I was about to put it on, and I was like, this is bull BS. Like this, it's the top of the laundry cycle right now. I need some Tommy John because it's comfortable. Yeah. Or outside, it doesn't ride up. Uh, and so I was like, this is going to be my MVP. Like, forget Randy Gregory or whoever's out here practicing. Tommy John's the MVP of training camp because it's, it's like it's not even there. You, do, you put it on and you go. It's not it, – you don't sweat through it. It doesn't ride up. It's just – it's the perfect outdoor underwear. And it's honestly perfect for a lot of other scenarios yeah. too. And I highly recommend like, it. Like oh, it, when you, when about it. Like when you have to go to the bathroom. Like if somebody has Stop to go, go to the bathroom. Stop talking about it. If you had to. Stop talking about it. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's convenient. It'll save you some time That's if you true. have to with go. With the quick draw pouch. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's, draw let's, pouch. let's move on. Nice. But those are just for the people that have to go. <laughs> okay, let's move sounds on. Like, quick drop pouch. Sounds like you're in a lot of trouble there, Derek. <laughs> no, I'm going Tommy John. I'm Tommy John every day, baby. Tommy John. Ev- well, I can't. I'm Tommy John every day. I can't afford to have Tommy John as my full underwear regimen, but if Tommy John wanted to help me out and send me some more. That would be great. So where, do they, where do people go to get Tommy John? Uh, well, tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys. You can get 20% off your you order. And, you know, you can get, like, the stars on it if you want to. Like, yeah. let people really know. Yeah. Or let mm. some people know. I was about to say, I don't know if you want to let everybody know. Let certain people you know yeah. your loyalties. All right, good. Perfect. It's great. It's a great quality product. All right, Garcia, it is your turn. See See oh, how no. well I behaved during this Tommy John read? I didn't appreciate it. I saw that. I behaved Okay, see or no? Ready, guys? These are all questions that fans sent out, so let's get it started. Will Rico Gathers make the roster? See. No. No. Gosh. 
That's fifty-three man roster. I say yes. no. He will make it. It's so know, it's so tr- it's so tricky. God. I'm gonna tell you why he's gonna make it. The why reason why it? he's gonna make it is because number one, there are, there are no proven guys there, and he's gonna do just enough in preseason and in training yeah. camp that he's gonna intrigue them to where they're yeah. like, we just can't. Uh, have you been watching him within the group of tight ends? A little bit, not much. But okay, I'll see then you should you should keep watching it, him there. Heck no, 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 no. The, the point, exact. That's exactly my he point. Made a heck of is a that catch he's going to have he's going to have a lot that's of true. bad moments, but there are going to be enough of those moments where it's like, okay, man, we don't have anybody else at the tight end position that can do what he just did. But we got to keep him around. You know, Here's like the thing. You're a younger, no. you had an older brother. Yeah, I did too. You know, I did too. I still, well, I, I, still right. I still have him. Right, that's true. That's true. I meant I really what I meant is when you were growing up. Yeah, you growing up. Yeah. And you know you're always he's always got that you know but then when they go off to college, <laughs> now, now you maybe move into that room or whatever. You say know, it, you say it with your chest, what's Nick. The point? Say what's it with the your chest. chest. He's gone. He's Monday Night Football. He he didn't like him. He didn't like Rico. Witten did not like Rico. He didn't like him. <laughs> you're being so loud. He's back there. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, he probably knows better than Nick does. <laughs> just saying. He, it, <laughs> this is not a shock to him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I think it was, it was pretty clear that, that you know, that God. there's a lot of people that, that didn't like him. <laughs> I mean, so I, I just think that he had some things going against him, and now it should just be about football. Because I don't know if it was last year. I don't. I don't think it. It was. He he did some nice things, and then all of a sudden he didn't play anymore. Yeah. And we didn't have any other answers. We'd have no other answers. Here's my thing, though. It, like, and it's. I would guess it's. It's probably going to look really pretty in the preseason when he can just run down the seam and Cooper Rush will. And, and it happened last year. It looked yeah. great. But the Cowboys use their tight ends to block so much, and like you saw it in OTAs. That's, that is. True. That is. How the Cowboys used their tight ends when they had Jason Witten. We don't know how the Cowboys will use their tight ends. If football. anything, we really don't. If hey. anything, I do, I just think they won't use tight ends in that case. Like honestly, like we've seen them running ten personnel out here. If that's the case, just take the tight end off the field. But like I can't imagine they're just gonna all of a sudden play Jimmy Graham ball where they just don't expect their tight end to do what they you know, do best. And I'm not gonna say they are, but I will say this. If they find that there's a role for Rico Gathers that is pr- predominantly going to be a red zone threat because he is a big body, he catches the ball well, he's, he's able to get space with his body. If they look at him from that standpoint and they say he does that better than anybody else we have at the tight end position, there's an opportunity for us to use him there. That's my point. They can. Yeah. Fi- I think they will find a role for him because there will be things he does out here that are different than anybody else's playing tight end can do. I, I had a point about earlier when we just kind of went across the table and said, you know, the, uh, the running game is what they do best. True. But part of the running game is, has been the, the tight end position, and I wonder if they're going to have somebody that they count on in on that regard. I mean, I don't know if Swain is considered a great run blocker. I don't know if Jarwin is either. Maybe it's Olawale. Maybe they use him more. I think right? Olawale is going to have a bigger role in, in the running game. But I'm just saying that that's a part of it with, with Witten. He could do the job. He could at least do the job and, and, and block pretty well uh, on the edge there. So that's something they got to figure out, too, which tied in can kind of help them there in the running game. All we'll I know see. is all I know is that coaches like players that aren't liabilities. And and specifically <laughs> this coaching staff. Like there are coaching staffs where I you're like, yeah, we'll give we'll make this guy like a 15 play package when we get down in the red zone. But like I haven't seen that from these guys. Like that's that doesn't fit their MO. Maybe it's different now cuz there's so many new faces on the coaching staff. I got to see it to believe. Let it. me let me clarify a little bit too with Witten. 
Witten didn't like Cole Beasley quitting uh, in 2011. Right. He had to come back and talk to the team. I mean, Witten, there was a guy named Scott Sicko that you guys have probably never heard of. I remember. Um, tied in that, that was a rookie free agent that quit, and then he came back, and then he quit, and he came back. He didn't know if he wanted to play, and Witten was like, you're out of here, man. If you don't know that you want to play football, I don't want you around. And so I think, you know, what, what has made Jason Witten such a great player for so long was just the work and the commitment and the drive and all that. And I think he looked at, at, at Rico and, and kind of just said, that we're handing this guy an opportunity. He hadn't played in eight years. You know, that wasn't the way he, he came up. So I, I, I don't really know of their relationship, you know, behind closed doors, but I know this, that he, he didn't look at it the same way and say, all right, this guy this guy has made it and had the same journey as all these other guys. And so, you know, he kind of thought it was sort of a publicity stunt, really, to just like, oh, this guy's going to come in. But when he started catching touchdown passes, I think everybody perked up a little bit. They should have. I just I, – I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's going to be make or break. I mean, Rico already said I, – I can't imagine him spending – time on the practice squad here. Like was this supposed to be like a quick, like, boom, boom, boom? It, it was, but no, it sparked okay. out of it's a okay. good conversation. Okay. People but love to talk he, about he, Rico. They do. He is too slow right now. I mean, you watch him within everyone else. He's just too slow. His movement. And, for example, Jason Witten, you started seeing Jason slow down, right? And it works for him. He's Witten. He, he has ev all those years of experience. Rico is not at that level. How do you go through a drill? Everyone's running up front, turning left. Catching the ball, Rico is watching. Boom, 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 boom. He goes to the opposite side. How does that happen? Yeah, this is how it happens, because he football still isn't natural to him. It's not natural. He's thinking. He's thinking so much. He's like hips, you know, turn foot, foot here, plant here, turn here, shoulders, look, hands up like. Like, it, it'll, it gets to the point where you don't even think about it. You just you do it. And he's thinking, 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 and he, he kind of missed that last part, which was left instead of right. I mean, honestly. No, it's I, a fair point. I'm but not giving him an no, excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I just think this is one of those deals where it's still not natural for him all but the time. But how long do the Cowboys grab onto him I think for? that's a, that's, that's you a know, better it's, question. It's coming to a head this it's September. Got, it's got to be this. It, it's gonna, he's either going to be on the 53 or another team. I'd be surprised if it's anything else. Yeah, so. that's Change true. Change Positions. Move him. <laughs> Move him. Ask it. Ask us another one, okay. Garcia. <laughs> okay. Will hot Jeff? Take. Yeah. It's a hot yeah. take. See or no? Will Jeff Heath lead the team in interceptions again this year? No. Nope. No. I think it'll be. Uh, see. Oh. See. See. All right. Keep disrespecting my man. Like he's done <laughs> it. I mean, he's done it three years in a row. Wait, like I start off the show talking about how great he is. He's so. done it three years in a row. Right, but I mean, she said lead the team in Somebody's got to get to three. Right. Now let's, I mean, let's, hey. let's, let's don't act like it's Cheeto. What is that Island number? Give me, give me a over What's Island the number? Here. What's the number on Two. interceptions for one person this year? I mean, honestly, until I see otherwise, I'm going to assume three or less. Because yeah. I, in my time here. They, there has not been a guy finished with, like, a real ball-hawking number When's of When's the last time a cornerback led the team in picks? Frickin' like, 2005. Because it's been, like, Sean like – Anthony Henry, maybe? Oh Honestly. It was, yeah. it, was Sean, it was Sean Lee my first season with five so in 2013. Uh, uh, it's easy to say no, you know, and take the field right. with someone else. Sure. I, I, say, I say no, though, and, and I'm going to go with Cheeto. Okay. Yeah, I, think, I actually <laughs> think one of these young cornerbacks is going to lead the team this year. I hope. I hope that's true because it means that they're balling out of control. But until then, Jeff Heath is the reigning champ. Like, come get my crown. I'm not yeah. just giving it to you.
Dark, See, horse, dark horse would be Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown seems to get – he gets his hands on the ball a little bit. Right. Yeah, Does Jalen get more sacks than everyone else besides <laughs> D-Law? Oh. Who? I'm sorry? Sorry. Jalen. Is more he second, on, second yeah. on the team in sacks? Oh, God, I hope not. God, no. I hope not. I mean – I like I'm driving this train. Like I think Jalen, he's gonna he's gonna blitz, he's gonna rush the passer, he's gonna get some sacks. But I'm thinking like four or five. I mean, it's hard to imagine a linebacker, a, a true linebacker, not a rushing linebacker, let's, like a four okay, three so linebacker. Okay, so who else other, yeah, who else other than Tank second. do you think do you think is gonna get more than who's gonna, gonna get finish, who's, who's gonna, gonna get more than second five? sacks? I would hope that one of these ends, whether I mean Tyrone had what four and a half last year. Yeah. I would hope one of these ends can get to six. I mean, we were talking about how talented they all are. Gregory. I mean, between <laughs> between Gregory, Ely, you know, Taco. You know who it's going to be. Taco, that's a, that's an interesting it's gonna be, Irving. It's gonna that's be a David really Irving. 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 I mean, David Irving, Irving was second last he'll year. He'll play sure. six games and get six sacks. Sure. He might. He could. I would not be surprised. I would – it's bad for the Dallas pass rush if Jalen Smith is second in sacks. Let's put it that way. Unless they depending on how they use it. Defense. Depending on how they use They're it. not going to put his hand in the dirt. No. But so but it, if they're blitzing him quite a bit, then there's a chance that you can get there. I, right? I, like I said, I, it's hard for me to imagine a 4-3 linebacker finishing with more than, like, five Good or six sacks. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, oh, I mean, I don't know, man. I, you know, I hate to ascribe too much to a guy that hasn't even practiced yet, but, like, I don't – my guy Taco looks like he's ready to take a step. He's I'm looking with you on good. That. I'm he's with you on good. that. I actually think Taco's ready to take the next step. I so really. I just somebody on this team's got to be capable of six or seven, I mean, hopefully more, but at least that. You, you know? think he has a legitimate shot to replace Tyrone Crawford as starting as a starting defensive end? It's hard for me to say that just because he usually plays left side. Like we haven't seen him on the right. Would he be good enough though, where they have to say, "Hey, we gotta we gotta <sighs> get him on the field more"? I, ask me again in two weeks. I don't right. know. I mean, I haven't seen him, but. He hasn't been playing over there. The, your your competitors for right side right now are Coney Ely, um, Dorrance Armstrong, and then assuming when he gets back into the speed of things, obviously Gregory. So yeah. we'll see. Okay, Dan Bailey, we know about his injury last year and how that affected him. Are you guys concerned about him at this point, see or no? No. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. See. Why? Why? Because the last time I saw him, he was missing a 24-yard field goal in Philadelphia. I mean, the last I time saw I – yesterday. He didn't miss. Okay, sorry. The last time I saw him on a kick that actually mattered, he, just he missed, missed it. missed one yesterday. There you go. I, I, I just uh, – <laughs> yes, you, you, ha you have to – not everybody's Adam Vinatieri. Not everybody kicks till they're 60 years old. Every All these kickers that are automatic at one point, they, they, they drop off for whatever the reason. It probably started with an injury or whatever. And so I'm pulling for him more than anybody, but – Concerned? Yeah, I just I just want to see that because it, yeah. it's it's not about physical anymore. With, with, it is, and let's just see. I, I'm I'm concerned because it's a position that matters so much in the, today's NFL. I'm not concerned yet, but I will say if we get to the preseason or the regular right. season, and that first miss, if he misses one that is a legitimate makeable field goal, then I will start to worry significantly because of what happened last year. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's so fair. right. So right oh, now, yeah. I'm not concerned yet. Give him but the benefit of the yeah, doubt. Yeah, I'm giving him the benefit because he's been so good and so steady. Gotcha. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying I'm not concerned right now. I Let's get, just see. I get that kicking is is much more mental than physical, but I'm you know it, it, I think about Tyron Smith is like you know he's had problems two years in a row, but you give him the benefit of the doubt because he's so damn good when he's right. out there. I'm I give Dan Bailey a mulligan. He's been so good for eight seven years, whatever it is. Yeah. 
I, I'm not going to be worried about him until he gives me a reason to be. Which, I mean, maybe that's a week from now. I don't know. But right now, I feel fine. Which leads to the next question. Will Tyron Smith play a full season? See or no? No. No, but it won't be like it'll, you know, it'll be like the Sean Lee, like, management type of deal. Like, he won't, for whatever reason, he won't play the last game, whether for good reason or bad. Like, they'll, you know, he won't need to play. But he's going to be healthy more than he's not, if that makes sense. He would be, he wouldn't play by choice of the coaching staff, what you I'm know, saying as is far as, like, let's protect him or injury. He's going to be relatively healthy. He's, you're saying not 16 games. Not 16 but games, but, like, not 16 oh games but more than 14 or more. Yeah, Let's might miss the short weekend Thanksgiving because yeah. if he had got banged or up or something. Like if they're already in the playoffs or if they're already out of the playoffs, they won't play him in week yeah. 17, whatever. But injuries won't be a major issue. It will not be a major yeah. issue. Yeah. I agree with that. Honestly, I will say this. I don't know that injuries – I can't say that I don't think injuries would be a major won't be a major issue. I think there will be times when he's not practicing and oh, he's going into games. He's, he's our and, new he's our new Romo. And, Get ready and they're for having it. to manage him Still and that kind of stuff. Brodus. But I don't know that I think he's gonna miss games, like, I guess is the way I think it. Tyron Wednesday is gonna be a thing. Like I bet he'll probably it's early, but I won't like if he's only practicing on Fridays all year, I won't be surprised. Yeah. What we know is he's a warrior. So yeah. he's gonna if there's a chance for him to play, he's playing. But it, you know, it just, they're just going to have to manage It's it. insane. Like, he had the back, he had the knee, and he had the groin. And he still played like the a shoulder. series. He well, still played a series against Seattle yeah. before he was like, I can't, can't, can't do, do it. it. Right. I can't. He's it's amazing. He's a, he's a warrior. Yeah. Shoot. Well, will the Cowboys regret cutting Des Bryant? No. I said that quickly and with <laughs> conviction. Whip my chest. Um... Tick tock, tick tock. Time's up. See, yeah. See, and I and, and and it's more like maybe they won't. Maybe they I think won't. So. Maybe they won't miss his production this year. But to Nick's point, like if if he were on the team today, he'd be this team's best receiver. I, and on yeah. top of that, I I mean he'd also be his quarterback's biggest distraction. And you just you guys just okay, finished well, saying that the quarterback's gonna have to step up and be better, yeah, yeah. right? So. Which one do you want? I mean, I I get that, and I like to a degree, I buy the company line. But I saw them play pretty well together in 2016, so I get it. But that wasn't the case. I mean, all oh, you have to do is watch all or nothing well, to that, see. Let me well, the let distraction. me let me take this into the future too. And the right. reason I'm cheating a little bit because it kind of reminds me of Jimmy Johnson, in the sense that like 20 years from now, NASCAR, huh? 20 years from now, <laughs> he's gonna go into the Ring of Honor and like he's this great Cowboys player. He's gonna hold. A lot of cowboy records. Twenty years for the for what? Whatever. Right. You get my point. Why <laughs> you gotta do that? I don't know. Cause you would. He's gonna. You're right. <laughs> He's gonna hold the franchise touchdown record for the foreseeable future. Jason Witten's retired. Like nobody's catching him. <laughs> true. But like for the rest of like for the like it's always gonna be there. It's like oh yeah, like Des was this great cowboy, but like it ended kind of bad. And you know but like that's it's, no, but that's every name a guy that was here. Emmett Smith. Got cut, and when he got cut, there was acrimony. He went out and did the article where he said he was he was a diamond surrounded by trash. Like that's a part but of it. Don't, like, don't, but nobody thinks about it now. But nobody no, cares. that's not true. People do. They they're like, remember when Emmett cried in the locker room the first time he had to play at Texas yeah, Stadium? Yeah, but nobody cares. It, they might not. Nobody it's cares. it's still there though. It's not it, it's not the storybook 
ending you want for one of your franchise's great there, players. There's not many guys that get the storybook. But typically, Jason guys. Jason Witten got the storybook. Most guys, guys do not get the storybook. Guys that go into the Ring of Honor tend to get the storybook. Name More the, often than not. No, name. Troy Aikman did not get the storybook. Michael Irvin did okay, not get the storybook. Retiring because you, retiring you got hurt is different than getting cut. But, no, Aikman, Aikman wanted to continue playing. The Cowboys were like, we're done, dude. Like, we're not, we're not going to have you back. At least they put a good Ooh, face on it. Troy Aikman. He wanted to continue playing. You don't think he wanted to continue playing? No. LeVar um, Arrington knocked him into the Texas Stadium turf, and when that was it, was over for him. I, I think he got cut because of, it was easier with the salary. Yeah, to but do there, it that way. There were certainly stories hey, that again. I was hearing about did, about the fact that I mean, he wanted did to he, continue did playing. He, what, what, did he roll up? Here? Did he roll up with his people for a meeting with Jerry that lasted five minutes and then piece the hell out of there, never to come back? No. It didn't work that way. Like it, it's a sour ending for a great player. That's all I'm saying. So in that regard, I think there will be some regret about the way it went down in the future. Whether or not they'll miss him in 2018, I'm kind of 50-50 about that's it. What you're, that's the question. That's though. the question. The question. Oh, and, no. I, and I honestly don't think I, I totally, totally – I, I just wanted to take that into left field. For I got another may, question. For what they though. may miss, I don't think that they – for what they gain, I don't think it's going to be a real miss. I got another see or no question. If Jason Witten retires earlier – a month earlier, do they still cut Des? Yes, Beca- I think so. I it, it wasn't it. They're not worried. Everything they did clearly wasn't like, about the money. Right? It's, it's not yeah, about the money. Exactly. It wasn't the money. It's yes, lit like I mean, they were just like get get off our team, please get off. But our he team. was one of the guys probably saying that get off our team. Okay, our, but our team. I mean, hey, I'm. You don't make a decision like that without the sign off from QB one. Yeah, there and I mean, but I think there's plenty of validity to Dez's whole Garrett. But I'm not, thing, I'm not saying know? it I from mean, a standpoint of just like Witten, like wanted that. I'm not saying that. I, I'm saying is is that if because what was everyone talking about how th- different things are for Dak? They're like, well, he doesn't have Witten this year. He doesn't have Dez. So if you knew one of them, you controlled one of them, you didn't. It, if you knew that right off the season Witten was gone. I don't know if they if they do that with this, but I think it's still it, that the even though they're you kind of putting them together, I think they were two independent decisions. I really yeah, do, and I think regardless of what happened with one, the other was still going to be likely to happen or not. Ha- like right. I don't think I don't think it was they were tied together. I don't think they would have made a different I decision had they known Witten was going to retire by like January thirty first after they hired Sanjay Lal and gave him a chance to watch the tape and had meetings. Maybe February, whatever. I think they made that decision yeah, way like earlier. He's just not I that bet guy you. Anymore. I bet yeah. you if if Sanjay would have come in and be like, "Let me work with this guy." Hundred percent. Oh yeah. The talent. Oh, yeah. I can. Give, you know, they've been like hundred percent. Okay. And, okay. and the story, like, the storyline, so the storyline, <laughs> the storyline would have been like, Dak and Dez is like, we're we, we're gonna fix their chemistry. Like that's what we would be yeah. talking about right yeah. now. But he's that, the, the, he's feed, the, the route feedback running was whisperer. all yeah. But they didn't want that, which is why I don't think Witten's retirement had any impact yeah. on that at all. Well, Amber, we thank you for that rousing edition <laughs> of Seat on No. Yeah, we get we run down the list. No, we, we got, got some more. more. Even get we'll close. save Next those. We'll get when back. I'm hosting, Derek is gonna do Seat or No. All right, you want to host Monday? Nice. Monday. <laughs> She's hosting Monday. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back on Monday. We'll have more Cowboys talk for you for you live from Oxnard, California. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Amber Garcia, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleson. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,